killing. Yeah. I was meant to win. Yeah. I am down a willing, so I will find a way. Yeah. It took a minute, now it didn't happen right away. Yeah. When it got hot in the kitchen, you decide to stay. Yeah. That's how it winners made. Yeah. Stick a fork in the hater on my dinner plate. Yeah. I walk into the fire like it just a What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switch. I'm the Clydesdale. And I'm so pumped to have with me today, Ariel Lowen, my friend, um, that we get to catch up a little bit after about six months. Um, and you're my first interview back from what I've been going through health-wise. And you're the person that will ease me into this. I know it. So I'm leaning on you as much as you'll be leaning on me. I love it. Thanks for having me, Scott. To brag on Scott, you were in the hospital this morning, correct? I was. And he's still out here grinding. Glad you're here. I am. I just wanted I to get back to normal as quickly as possible. And uh, I am so stoked to be back. Good. Well, I'm glad you're back. I know we were supposed to connect a little bit ago, but all that scary stuff went down. So hoping for it's just smooth sailing from here for you. Yeah, me too. And I think this has been going on for a couple of years. Mm. So I think like this is actually going to help a lot of things in my life now that this is fixed and um and i'm so that like bright light at the end of this tunnel is very very um enticing and um i want to thank everybody for the prayers you know god helped me through this we talked a lot god and i talked a lot today um (laughs) and uh uh i'm glad i made it through and super quick super super easy and uh yeah everything went super well the bright light at the end of the tunnel. What is that for you? What could you see? Uh, back to being like fit again, being able to do all the things I love, um, um, especially around this media company, being able to like run from event to event, being able to move and, and, and groove with everything. Um, that's what I want to get back to. Okay. So you already have and, goals. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they put me on a lot of prescriptions going into this. And I, um, my goal is already to check all those boxes off, like get rid of everything, get back to, um, all that. And my nutrition coach, Cheryl and I, we're, we've got a plan. Um, I got a new family doctor through all this who I love now and their plan there. You want to do that as well. So that's huge. Yeah. Don't tell me you're going to go on the carnivore diet. Is that, is that the next step? Only Uh, me. Um, I'm not a carnivore diet guy. Okay. I'm more of a balanced. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. Yeah, eat healthy all year round. That's how I am. Dylan has been dabbling with the thought of trying the carnivore diet. And I I would love to watch it happen, but I'm like you. I am content with normalcy. Yeah. Yeah, Cheryl has me on 185 grams of protein, 185 grams of carbs, and 60 grams of fat. And I'm just trying to, to stay in those macros. Love it. So that's the plan. Um, and I'm super excited for that. So, and then Sarah Cooper's asking the question where she got her membership from. Um, Wad Zombie gifted five memberships and they went randomly to people in the chat yesterday. So Sarah, that's how you got your membership to our channel. Cool. Um, so yeah. Thank you, Wad Zombie, for that. Um, he is one of the coolest dudes in the in the land. He really is. And he's everywhere. Like I'll listen to podcasts and then he'll be commenting on there. I'll listen over here. 
he's all over. He's like Batman. He is. Mm -hmm. We actually he actually sent me last night a Clydesdale Wad Zombie collab t-shirt. And it is sick. Yeah. Do you have pictures or not yet? Um, it's on my phone and I I don't know how to get that up yet because I'm I'm old, but um <laughs> it's basically a zombie riding a Clydesdale. Love it. Hold, holding a barbell above his head. As he and should. It, and it is really cool. That is cool. Well, I'll be on the lookout for it to drop. Would you yeah. sell those or is that just for you? So we just, <laughs> this is what I love about talking to you. We go all over the map. Um, we're actually talking to a new sponsor who is an apparel brand. Okay. Who is looking to do some Clydesdale merchandise. Fun. So um, now that we have that and someone who can print stuff for us, it's going right. to be a lot easier to do merch once we finally sign that deal. Love it. Well, I actually <laughs> branched out. Patrick Pups and PC, you know, Patrick, he gave me the awesome idea at Wadapalooza to make, I train in my garage. I work out of my garage shirts. So I kind of like you tested the waters. I had a two week pre-sale. It ended yesterday. So I'm waiting on my t-shirt lady to tell me like how much we sold. Did the people like it? So like branching into the, you know, kind of merch side. Yeah. I actually tried to buy one last night. Couldn't remember my CV whatever code. <laughs> right. <laughs> Check out. You're and, good. Uh, so I missed out on this one. But I That's tried okay. to get the shirt you're wearing right now. I like it. I don't think she offered long sleeve. So maybe the next one I'll offer long sleeve. Yeah, it was it was short sleeve. It was short um, sleeve and then tank tops. Yeah. But yeah. I actually just printed and made this one for myself because it I like a long sleeve look. So this one is exclusive. <laughs> so that's in my notes. Like, so you did this line and it was this was just a test the waters thing. Yeah, test the waters. See if there's a market out there for people to buy. I mean, it's I don't want to say it's a niche, like people who train in their garage. But also to see, like, do people want to buy Ariel Lowen stuff with my name on it? Do people train in their garage? I had a lot of good response from the street parking crew, of course, because they all train in their garage. But yeah. I actually had a lot of people reach out from Canada, from over in the UK. Like, where's the international shipping? And that blew me out of the water. And I'm like, what do you mean? I figured only people in the U.S. would care. So I don't know the numbers yet. I'm hoping... Like I felt goofy. The lady who I got to make them doesn't really know much. So she's like, wait, you wanted to say I train in my garage and that's it? I'm like, yeah, I want it to look like this. So I'm hoping more than 10 people bought them, you know? So she's like, okay, this is justified, <laughs> which I'd imagine. So. Yeah. I, I think, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into first is like a lot has changed since you took third place at the games. You a lot on the social media side, real life, no. Well, and and I've heard you say that. Yeah. So I, I you know me. I'm going to argue with you. Okay. What your your professional CrossFit life has looked like since that has been radically different from an outsider's view. Yeah. You are you are getting invited to things like FitFest. Right. You are. You are doing appearances all over the place at Wadapalooza. True. You are, you got invited to do an open announcement. Yep. You know, so like 
Like things have changed. Yeah, yes. maybe not in downtown Midland, Texas. Yes, that's, not that's, my everyday routine life, the mundane, no, which is actually really refreshing. But from that perspective, absolutely. Yeah, so um, so I think like your professional life is showing that a lot has changed. Yes, it's kind of given me the pat on the back of like, you are doing good. A bucket list was to do an open announcement. You get to do one this year. So I wanted to ask you, like, as an OG, yeah. like, open announcement is a very special thing. And the last week, Scott. Right. And yeah. against the six-time champion. Isn't that insane? I, I can't really put it into words. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we're friends. I was supposed to be week one, and then I got um, phone calls happened. Something got moved around, and... I was literally training in my garage. I work out in my garage and I get a call from them and they're like, Hey, things got moved around. You don't have to say yes or no. Would you be open to the final week of the open? Bad news is you're going against Tia. Like you don't have to, if you don't want to kind of pray to get. And I was like, yes, you don't have to tell me anymore. Final week of the open honor. I mean, you know, as an OG, I still remember seeing the thruster burpee open announcement with Broning, Annie, Sam Briggs, you know, they save the legends for last. So to get asked to do the final week and then to get asked to go against Tia head to head, just me and her. It, it's a little hard to put into words because that's one thing I've expressed to Dylan is I have certain bucket list things. Like the next bucket list thing would be to have the leader's jersey at the games, to do an open announcement, to podium at the game. So I had all these what I thought were ridiculous bucket lists. And it's like, God is just like, oh, you want to do an open announcement? Cool. You get to do the best one against the best person in the history of the sport. It is just all of these things are like, how? Like, I can't even put it into words. So I remember a conversation with you where you were lining up for Elevated Elizabeth. Yep. And you asked people to get your picture with yep. all these. Because I was in between. You. Yeah, I was in between Tia Toomey and Laura Horvath. I'm like, when will this ever happen again? I hope somebody gets a picture of it. Absolutely. And now, two years later, you're going head-to-head -head with Tia Toomey. And I people know. are asking where it's going to be. It's at the new Proven headquarters. Okay. I wasn't sure if they released that yet or not. Yeah, they have. Well, Barbell Spin has at least. So he got the information somewhere. Somewhere. Um, and so I'll just give him credit that he he has released that it will be at Proven Headquarters. Cool. Yeah, so now I'm going to be on her home turf. But <laughs> it's a win-win situation. If I lose, who cares? It's Tia. If I win, I get to go home with a golden barbell and, I mean, a, an amount of respect. from. But if I lose, who cares? It's Tia, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't have any... I think I'd be more nervous to do the first week because like like-minded people were on the same level. Whereas the last week it's like, I have nothing to lose. I could send it and do well. I could send it, do bad. I just get the opportunity. Well, what's cool is the little bit of home turf you have is paper street coffee is oh, yeah. in the proven headquarters. That's right. I forgot about that. So well, at least the coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and I, your little mini crew there. 
I know. I've actually never been to Nashville. I've only flown in and then went to Cookville last year to do like a mayhem training camp for fun. I've never been in the city of Nashville and eaten there, experienced it. So I'm excited. Dylan's been there. Believe it or not, somebody paid for him to install garage doors in Nashville. So he's driven from Midland, Texas to Nashville and installed garage doors somewhere downtown, of course. So while we're there, he's going to show me the He's like a dad. He's going to be like, look at the work I did. (laughs) So I'm excited to see the city, a city I've never been to before. So I've, I've been a lot. Um, So in my region back in the day, um, it, when I was a volunteer and a judge, uh, all the regionals were at the Nashville convention center. So we would go stay in downtown Nashville and work the event. That one was usually stacked with people. It was, it was, we were, I was so lucky to be in this region. Um, cause I've, I've been volunteering since 2013. So seeing the end of Rich's career, um, Graham Holmberg, um, Marcus Hendren, Dan Bailey, like all of them came up through this region. Um, and then the women like Stacy Tovar, Christy Aramo, all of that. So, right. She was in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's been been a lot of fun. That is fun. So, yeah, I think you'll love it in Nashville. Um, it's a crowded city. It's a lot of construction, but, um, when you get to things, it's really cool. I've heard my sister went this past year and she said on the weekends, it's bachelorette city central. Everybody's in white boots. And she's like, you'll know the crowds because of their white boots. So funny story, the last year we had regionals, um, I went with a friend who got sick at regionals and had to be taken by ambulance from the convention center to the hospital. And I had to go with him. The ambulance driver was chit-chatting with me and telling me that the night before he had to go to a bachelorette party. They, they have like John Deere tractors taking um, hay, hay wagons around that downtown Nashville with oh, bachelorettes on it. It wrecked. So they were all drunk and they were all from Louisiana and he couldn't understand anything they were saying because they were drunk and had a Cajun accent. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, not in the moment, I'm sure, but that's funny. Yeah. So um, it is, it is Bachelorette Central. Uh, and that was really funny. But um, so, yeah, so you get to do that. And the opportunity for this golden barbell is super cool too. That they're actually putting a significance on winning these events. And you know me, I'm a sucker for anything I could put in my garage. <laughs> so when they said Golden Barbell, I was like, I know exactly where I want to put it in the home gym in the garage. <laughs> so yeah. honestly, as goofy as it is, I would rather go home with the Golden Barbell. Like I'd have more pride with that barbell than I would of beating Tia because I'd get to look at it every day right in the center of the wall of the gym. But we'll see. I'll have to think about that barbell when I'm mid-pain cave and dying. So last last I heard, you had not hung the medal yet. No, we actually have it. Actually beautiful on display. Do you want to see it? Okay. Kind of beautiful on display. We'll see. We'll, we'll let you guys decide. We have like a shrine wall. This is... A plate, when we first went to the games, we had all the athletes sign. Rogue belt buckles they give us every year. 
my favorite picture. And then this is just where all the good stuff is. The flag I wore at the games, elevating to Elizabeth. Then I have just the third place medal here. This is third place from semifinals. But we don't really have anywhere special we want to hang it. Now I have so much good stuff. I'm like, I don't know where to put this. But I do have on our dining table. I feel like it fits perfect. If y'all can see it, the third place belt. That's with where the it belongs. In the middle. Yeah, with a lion. <laughs> it fits. Like Your house is gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. You guys did such a good job. Thank you. We love it, as you can imagine. But now the next thing. Have you seen the next thing? The new gym? Yes. The yeah. shop. Yeah. I, I have that to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. But the medal has not been hung up yet. But it has a place. Yeah. I, I, would you ever do like a shadow box with maybe like a jersey? I need to. They gave me a third place that I wore on the podium. I think it'd be perfect to have that with the medal. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those. I have two. That's something I would love to give to my mom and say like, thank you. I want this for Christmas. And then she could handle it. Maybe for Christmas, I'll get that shadow box. There you go. Yeah. Um, so Judy Reed's asking. Um, sorry, my mouse is. There we go. I thought Dylan wasn't letting her hang anything else in the garage. He will let me hang that. I'll make that clear. <laughs> that is special. But I think we would do it a little bit more professional, like by, I think Rogue sells something you could set a barbell on. So we'd probably buy that. But as far as posters, like my 2023 game sign, I would love to hang up. But I think he's given up on that. That's your podium here. Like I, I would know. think that should take the place of one of the other ones. I agree, but I have hope knowing we're building a bigger shop. Each of those banners come like double-sided, so I will get to hang up all of those in the gym. But if it was up to me, I'd have so much more hung up on that wall. Um, Denise Moore asks, um, would you actually use the golden barbell? Probably not. I do have three barbells, a men's bar, a female bar, and then a shorty bar. So I wouldn't see the need to use the gold one. I'm, I'm pretty basic. I have one bar that does everything. So I use a girl bar quite a lot. So speaking of bars, I don't know if you saw on Savon the other day, he had Katie Henniger on and <laughs> Katie, he yes. asked Katie about your bar. Oh, somebody commented, whoever commented, I need to go back and look and just send them a DM and say, thank you. She has not reached out to me. I know she's a busy lady. I don't take it personally, but I was, I was, I wish I could have been on there because I believe she thought it was to help with the log clean and jerk, but I wanted to tell her like, no, it's for people with shoulder problems. Like my elbow was flared up holding a barbell in this position versus this position, like life changing the stability it adds like to bench press with it, all the muscles you have to engage. Like I'm sold on it. Of course I was using it. But whoever asked that, I was so thankful because I'm, I don't want to bug her. I'm not the type to slide into her DMs every week and say, hey, you didn't get back to me. You didn't get back to me. It's like, no, she, I respect what she does. She's a busy woman. But I'm also yeah. eagerly 
lady. Well, and it sounds like she's got a lot going on right now, right? They're moving Rogue to Scotland. Right. They're, you know, they've got the Arnold this weekend here in Columbus, which right. is this massive event, like bigger, probably bigger than the games. Wow. For strongmen, right? Well, it's it has like 150 sports all going on at the same time. Wow. So they have like jujitsu, strongman, bodybuilding. Um, Do they? A community event. Is there the slap thing? Have you seen the slap? Oh, yeah. That's going on slap there? Fighting. <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. So it's pretty big. So yeah, it's, um, and they're like a main sponsor for that. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, it's like 70,000 people come wow. in every day for that. Every day. Yeah. Wow. Now, anything with Rogue, like I have a few bucket list things. Rogue, of course, is one of them at the top. If I could partner with them in any way, that's another one. Yeah, they should sign you. I would love it. <laughs> so my last thing on the the open announcement, yeah. you know my pet peeve, right? We talked about this after the games, that when people say fittest mom... Oh yeah. And and I think that that should be nixed. You're the third fittest woman on the planet. Yeah. Um, I just don't want that last open announcement to be all about the battle of the moms. I have a feeling Scott it's going to be unfortunately. Oh, I do too. I I have a feeling that's the angle they're going to pull and this angle they're going to play. Which if it sells it sells, but I'm I'm like you because I've gotten third fittest, I'm like, guys, I worked really hard. You don't have to use the mom card. Like, I'm just the third fittest. Well, yeah, I'm a mom. It's a bonus. And Tia's won six championships. Mm-hmm. Like, she's the fittest ever. Ever. The, yeah. Regardless of being a mom. Yeah. It's cooler that she's a mom, but she's the fittest. Right. So, the last thing about that. And then I just have a quick question about FitFest. Like, yeah. did you ever see yourself with the opportunity to travel to the UK to do CrossFit? No. All, like, everything paid for. We'll send you to London, you and a friend. Here's when we need you there. Like, the best opportunity ever. Me and Dylan got to go sightsee in London a bit. Then we went to Birmingham and... They were just so sweet. They're like, here are the workouts we have programmed for your teams. And then my team was amazing. Never did I think I'd be on team with BKG, Dallin Pepper, Hopper, and Thurry, and DB. And then they just prefaced it with like, the people are paying to see you guys. We brought you here for people to see you. Live it up for the fans. And just, they went above and beyond to make sure we were comfortable, welcomed, had food, had space. But yeah, to think that I would say like, oh, I'm going to London on a work trip, unheard of. And during Christmas time, you know me, I love Christmas and London does Christmas hard. Yeah, I, um, I just, I kept thinking of you talking about that first year back at the Granite Games, just wanting to sign yep. and how far you've come in, in three years. Isn't it insane? It's unfathomable. I, it, it just blows me away. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But the UK people were the sweetest 
hands down because they all have their sweet accents and they'd be like can i bother you for a picture please or can i please have your auto like with the most utmost polite respect would ask for autographs so even to go to granite games and then now i'm in london performing for crossfit and then all these people are like can i have your autograph can i have a picture with you i'm like man i'm so far from home but they make me feel so special yeah yeah that's so cool for you and then you also got many- sorry to touch on that people wanted pictures with dylan so that was funny to see too that they were like oh that's your husband get a picture with him <laughs> so let's jump to that yeah um he's dylan is becoming his own celebrity in he this really is. and he- i know you what how does that make you feel that you get to share all this with him and and even the notoriety yeah i mean you he was on the first podcast with you ever so right. you know how goofy it is he is and funny i'm just thankful that people are able to see that now and they appreciate it and they love it like he was on i think Savon had him on the other day they talked for three hours <laughs> and i'm just like i get it because i'm his wife and i love talking to him but for another person kind of non-biased to just be like what a good dude i love talking to him was awesome. I love it because he is part of the reason of my success and people are able to see like what he brings to the table for me. Yeah. I, he's just one of the, the nicest guys ever. Like every time I see him, it's such a, and he's so genuine. He's, and he's always himself. Right. Right. He doesn't try to be, try to be anything else, but who he is. Right. And people love that. Like his goofiness and I'm I'm picking up on it. So I try to include him more like the reel I made yesterday of like my many roles as a housewife. And I'm like, hey, he he gave me the idea. And I'm like, what if you're in it too? And he was like, oh, that'd be funny. And I'm like, okay, how do you want to present yourself? And he's like, well, I think it'd be funny if I was on the toilet. And so we do a shot and he's like, no, you can still see my underwear. Let me roll it up more so it looks like I'm not wearing any underwear. So he's like full on leaning into it. And I love it because it's so goofy and it's him. It is. It is. And like that was one of the coolest reels I've seen in a long time. Thank you. Thank you. And so creative. And the fact that you get to do that together and everybody knows who Dylan is um, has to make it all that much better. It does. And as goofy as it is, it's building a brand of like, hey, we're a team. We win together. We live together. This is what our life looks like. On Instagram, people love that. But in real life, like that is what it is too. Like I had someone, I've been getting a lot of, the more I'm growing, the more comments you get, of course. And I had one comment like, you do everything in the house. It's 2024, like time to step up. And I was like, no, no. He works hard. He owns a business and I get to stay home and sleep in and take care of the house. Like we have two different roles and that is okay. Uh, Amy Labarge says, we love Dylan. I love his silliness and he loves you so much. He's so sweet. That is one thing I, people can see the love and I mean, I feel the love every day. So it's super sweet. I love Amy. So, um, so let's talk about the, the new gym because Dylan's a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, he's 
the head of construction That's right. on that. Um, and he's getting his own office out of this. No. Hall, right? no? Kind, of, kind of. So I'm actually, I'm going to try and post a YouTube video over it. I've shot the stuff. I just have to edit it together. The shell of the building is done. And he actually, he could do it himself. But you know Dylan Scott, it would have taken two years because he's going to do it right when he has the time. Yeah. So he hired it out. It got done in two weeks, ridiculously fast. So the shell is done. Now what he actually just finished today, he welded up stuff and framed out the rooms that are going to be in there. So we'll say 60% is his, where he can put all of his material, his scissor lift, whatever he needs to do. Then the other... No, I'd say 40% is his, then 60% is mine. So he framed up, we'll have an office there for people to come check in. We'll have storage, we'll have a bathroom, we'll have a shower, cold plunge sauna area, and then just an open gym where we can work out in. So his job this past week or so was to frame out those rooms. And then, I mean, he knows those steps, but that was step one. Step two is we're in works with trying to, to like email back and forth with Rogue about potentially getting a custom rig. So the next step would be to get that in, put that up and get flooring and all that. Yeah. So, so his business does get 40%. Yes. And he absolutely needs it. If I showed you, we have three car garage. One is the gym. You guys know that one is where my car parks. And then the other is where he stores all of his garage doors. And there would be days, it would be piled to the ceiling and he would come in angry. Like he never cusses, but he would just come in and like, I'm trying to run a business and I can't even store any of my stuff. How am I supposed to be successful? So he'd have a stack of garage doors. And then of course the garage door he needed was on the bottom. So we had to move all of these to get this one out and then install it. And so now when he first put his garage doors in the back shop, he looked like a little kid on Christmas morning. He was just like, I officially feel like a business owner and I can store stuff and have space to walk and move and put my trailer in. And he was very nice to make it bigger for me, but let's be very clear, the shop is for him. So the fact that he was like, you can have a little bit, we'll make it a little bit bigger for you, was very nice of him. But I think he's secretly really excited for it. Well, he has to be... Right. It makes his life better. Yeah. But it's shared success in your accomplishments in the CrossFit world that made that a reality. Right. Absolutely. And you couldn't do it without him. He couldn't do it without you. And that's what makes it so cool. Yeah. And what's also nice too, is we own the land, we own the building. Eventually when I retire, obviously that will be my main source of income to like help contribute to the family. So we don't have to worry about paying rent on a facility, having max amount of members so we can afford our landlord payment. Like we own the building. If we want to make it profitable, awesome. When we're ready to transition, it'll be there waiting for us. If not, no worries. Uh, so Denise asks, how many roll-up doors will there be in the new gym? So there's two different types of garage doors. One's a roll-up door where it literally rolls up. And then one's like the flat door you see on a house. We don't have any roll-up doors, but we do have two glass garage doors, of course, in the gym. And then Dylan on his side has the best of the best beautiful black garage door. So there'll be two. 
Let me too. And I heard you say on Savon, I think it was, that your plan is to still work out in your garage most of the time. Yeah. This is, this is a separate thing. Yeah, this is a separate thing. And I don't know if I'm ready to let go of my garage yet. The garage is very special because of what happened last year. And it's also connected to the house. So if Blakely's inside, like today she needed me, she just walks out there and grabs me. I, I'm not comfortable leaving her inside and I'm, let's say, 50 feet back there. She'd have to open the door, put on her shoes, run back to the shop. Like that's, my mama heart isn't ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's perfectly fine. Because right. you're, it, it works. It works, exactly. Um, it will be awesome come um, quarterfinals. I don't believe it'll be done, but that I could have the space to do a rope climb and handstand walk and not have to go to a different gym. That I will definitely accept with open arms. So I heard you say that like, because of like the cold plunge and the sauna and all the stuff that you're adding in, this is going to be like a high-end CrossFit gym, like a it premier is. place to be. Yeah. And you're going to have a are, list. Yeah. We're only going to accept 50 people because we only want 10 people per class to make it special. Like, I don't want to have a gym where people can't even do back squats because there's so many people that there's no room. We want it to feel small. We want it to feel intentional with our training with our space for our members so like we're gonna accept 50 people and then we'll have a wait less a wait list and if people want to get in so i heard savon give you a bunch of suggestions on what you should do with this right and i yeah i just have one myself yeah do it i think that you should model the train with rich and have weekends where people can come see how you do it yeah, and do it fun. with you, right? Yeah. Um, not the, the like a class type workout, but this is how Ariel does it, and you can you can come along for the ride on this weekend. I, I think, think that's that would great. be super cool. I think that's a great idea. My only hesitancy is, you know me, I would be like, would people even sign up? Would they care? <laughs> but I think it would be great. And what I've noticed, train with Rich, that he always does is they work out. And then he feeds them when it's all over some Saturday. And I love that idea because I'm big on hospitality. Yeah. I think it's, it's right up your alley as like a host. Mm -hmm. um, and it also gives people like Judy who said, yes, my husband already said he'd send me to a train with Ariel. That'd be awesome. So I already have one person, so I can't say nobody would come. Right. right. You know, you have one. I have one. How cool is that? We do want to do a soft opening. So ideally, we would love to have it done come June and July. So like Ricky Garrard, we've already had a conversation with him. Hey, you want to come acclimate to the Texas heat? Nobody will be in there but me. It's your own space. We'd love to have a soft opening and give it some respect and be like, hey, this will open up in September. But right now, Ricky Garrard is in here training. This will open up in September for you guys to sign up. But right now, Spiegel said she wanted to come acclimate to the Texas heat. So I think it'd be super cool. So we're kind of hoping it's done so we can welcome all the games athletes with open arms to train and acclimate to Texas in the back home gym. And that was really my next question is, yeah. in addition to the train with Ariel, 
like, would you have a train with Ariel with other games athletes, like leading up to a competition? That'd be awesome. It would just be if they're on board. Like I would hate to be like Spiegel. I know you've never come before, but let me take advantage of you and charge all these people money to see you. So it would just be if the other person is open to it. Cause I would never want to lose a friendship over like using them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I think it's super cool, and and I'm excited for both you and Dylan that you get to do that. Me too. Um, exactly that we get to do it. That's a great way to put it. It's it doesn't feel like a burden right now. It feels like this is cool. Well, and you have you are an OG. You have a history of not just being a games athlete, but being a regional athlete and and fighting that fight and the struggle and like I think you have a lot to bring to the table for for other athletes who, who go through that. Thank you. And I, I appreciate that because my approach is different. So I do feel like I have something different to offer than Proven or HWPO because I'm training two hours a day. Games training might be three hours a day, but that's nothing compared to what the norm is for the people in the CrossFit space. Yeah. Um, so Denise, I don't know if you know who that is. She is a, she just won legends in the 65 plus. Wow, congratulations. Um, and so she goes, how about Masters going to Birmingham trying to acclimate to the heat? Oh, that's a good idea. And uh, that would be in August, so I would be done with my season. Yeah, they they go Labor Day weekend. Man, that would be great. A whole different... See, I don't even think about them because I never see them, unfortunately. Open it yeah. up to Masters. Yeah, because... I, th I think she's Northern California, so it's gonna be. It would be a whole different, a whole different heat. Yeah. So there's no, that too. That is good. Got all these things on my mind. Um. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is, and again, with you being an OG, thank you. There's there is a behind the scenes that comes out that we have missed for five years, and so you never got to be a part of behind the scenes, which was a staple in the teens when you were trying to make the games right now they it comes back and you are the star you are one in, of the stars in, Savon? the in the savant one yeah that's funny because we watched all of them i subscribed so we could watch them early and i told dylan when it finished i was like man there's so much they missed out on because i feel like we were barely in it me and dylan but so much happened that was not in the behind the scenes to where I had the opposite thing. I was like, man, they missed out. Like Dylan wore the same shorts all weekend because they were his good luck shorts and he's superstitious and he's a baseballer. Like so many things that I'm like, if they would have followed us a hair more, there was so many little funny things that happened, but it's not all about me. I can't have a camera crew following me all weekend. So yeah, that. I, th I felt like, so, and, and this is not being critical of Savon because I think it's natural in filmmaking and he didn't do the editing. Mm -hmm. So other people did the editing. I thought by the end of the series, it focused on the same athletes. Right. Because, because the story kind of lent it itself to that, right? Here's you coming pretty much out of nowhere, never top 10 finisher, and you're going to podium. So you get more camera time towards the end. Right. Um, Alex getting more. 
Yeah. At, at, you know, so. because she can't, she comes from 20th to fourth, fifth. Um, and then, and then of course, Pat Vellner, um, Jeff Adler, Roman, all that kind of stuff. So it, it lent itself to kind of narrow down to that kind of top group. Um, I wanted more of everybody, but, <laughs> but, but it's, it's a long week and you're, yeah. you're, you're editing it down to our episodes. Yeah. And it's and 40 it's men and 40 women. You talk to each of them for five minutes. Like you can't even do that. Yeah. So, uh, Braylon tender says, uh, uh, did he sell those shorts at the end of the weekend? He should. No, <laughs> honestly, when we come back from the games, the laundry is astronomical because I'm not one of those people that pays $50 for them to wash two things at the hotel. So they got washed with everything else that was in a pile. But I just thought that was so funny because I didn't even know Dylan was superstitious. But it got to where like day three came and I was like, why is there chalk on your shorts? And we just started the day. What have you been doing? And then he's like, don't worry about it. And then by the end of the day, I was like, oh, okay. I know these shorts. He's like, yeah, they're my good luck charm. And I'm just like, you're so goofy. (laughs) So funny. So Denise is right. I wanted a 30 episode series. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Well, and I did, I did my own that I'm still working on. Um, with just four people and even cutting that down is like really hard. I believe it. There's so much stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, so there's that Dylan is a star in it just as much as you are. He probably got as much FaceTime as you did, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite part from that for those who have seen it was I think it was before the intervals workout and all the coaches were giving strategies of like, go over the burpee like this. Now go faster. Now turn. And then they pan to me and Dylan and I'm like, Dylan, don't eat my fruit snacks. You know, it's just like, that was just us. And that's how we are. We don't need strategy. We just want to like. fun. And I'm like, okay, good. They got a little taste of our, okay, we're about to step on the floor. What does Ariel and Dylan say? Like leave my snacks alone. <laughs> well, and his response was last year I got in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah. Last, yeah, exactly. Last year he I stepped off the floor and I was like, man, I'm not hungry. I'm not gonna eat that right now. And he heard it as I don't want the food. So he ate it. And then five minutes later, I was like, okay, I'm ready for my food. And then he had eaten it. And I was like, okay, let's have a talk. <laughs> you cannot eat my food. <laughs> so so I also noticed you have this little, like these little fruit snack pouches with you. And sometimes like you're on the floor. Where do you hide those? I make sure this is one thing I've told Dylan. That's his job. When I finish my workout, he's there. And I'm like, I want my fruit snacks in a Gatorade. And so like, I'll literally hug him at North park and he'll hand me these things. And I'll tell you this. I don't eat fruit snacks. I only eat them at competition because I need the quick sugars to recover and, get stuff in my system. So when it's game time, his job is soon as you see me, if even if I don't want it, just make me eat some food, get it in my system to start the recovery, which that, that was new this year. And it played a big difference because I, I never had that moment of like, wow, I am exhausted. I'm dead. I'm fatigued. Like I felt pretty good all weekend. So at the end of the behind the scenes, 
there's, I think, Spencer Pancheck. I can't remember who he's sitting with on the steps um, underneath the, the Coliseum. And, and I think they're asking, can we get you some food? Savon's asking, can we get you some food? Yeah, I like, It's over, and I don't have to fuel. And I'm so glad I don't have to fuel. Do you get that feeling at the end of the weekend? Like, like I don't want to force eat anything anymore? No. Competition weekend is really fun for me because I love eating. So for me, it's like, as bad as I want to say food guilt, the food guilt goes out the window and it's like, just eat anything. The thing I do enjoy when the games is over is that's usually when I'll introduce more greasy foods like a burger or pizza. So I know by the end of the night, I have that to look forward to. But I mean, I will eat and I will always eat. So for me, it's not a gross. If I was eating chicken and rice, absolutely. Like I see some athletes like Bukowski was eating that. But I know myself. If you tell me to eat that competition, not a chance. I'm touching it. I need good food. So I'm eating yummy food all weekend. (laughs) But like um, a normal Wednesday afternoon, yeah, I'll eat chicken and rice every day. But competing, you have to eat food that tastes good for me. So did you learn anything about yourself this year in your podium finish that was different than other years that you'll take forward? or? Did you just have that great year last year? I had a great year last year. So I learned who I need in my corner and who I don't. I learned my training partner, Joel, is uh, invaluable, is valuable. I don't know the right word I'm trying to say, but I need Joel to show up every day and help me. I need my strength coach, whose name is Brian, and I need my husband. I need three people. That's all I had last year. And... I knew each workout, my mental game changed a lot. I knew each workout, if I did my best, I could get a top 10 finish at the games. Some events I didn't do my best, like on the handstand walk one, I fell and I mean, stuff that wasn't great, but I had a mental shift of like, I know if I give it my all, I've done the work preparing for this. Like I'm very confident in what my strength coach gave me, very confident in the cardio pieces I've been programming. It was the first time I had the mental shift of, I am so prepared. I know if I give my effort, it will be a good finish. What, what blows me away, and, I, and I've said this to you before, when, when, I'm, when I'm talking to you at an event, like this year, you were so at ease at everything. Semifinals, games, you just, you had this piece about you that was so cool to see in person. Thank you. And like I told you, one of my favorite moments was from the West semis and you just leaning on the barrier and us having a chat, no cameras, no mics, just having a chat after one of the events. And you were so at ease. I had peace this year. I'm well, I've, there's a whole bunch of things that went into it. It's hard to just put it in one word but I worked on my inner strength as well as my outer strength this year. And I'm not talking inner strength, like meditating, visualizing. I'm talking like while I'm doing my strength training, I'm listening to worship music. So regardless what happens on the floor, I have peace about who I am and who I'm made to be. So it's stuff like that to where it's like, if I don't qualify for the games, my life goes on, but I've prepared enough and I've trained hard enough that I have peace knowing that I've done all I can to just leave it out there on the floor. 
it's hard to put it to words, but this year was so special because everything was new in my mental training, my out, my strength coach, Joelle, and I got third place. So like all of the unknowns, it's like it worked. And I'm very confident in all the changes I made. So the last thing I'm going to ask you, and I think I know the answer, there were an unprecedented amount of cameras at the games, like in the warm-up area. That did any of that affect you, or were you just just as at peace as when I saw you at different moments uh, during the season? I honestly felt like there weren't that many. As weird as that is. I never felt like they made an effort to come up and talk to me only a handful of occasions. I tried if I saw them to make an effort to talk to them just to, to be like super selfish to get my name out there and grow the brand. But I've never been overwhelmed with people wanting to film me. I'll put it that way. I kind of always feel like the underdog who will go out there and work hard. And if I do good in an event, guess what? There's cameras there and they magically want to talk to me. But I'm like, guys, I've, I've been here all week. Do you randomly want to film me the final day when I'm in third place? So, no, I didn't feel overwhelmed. And I, I honestly like that stuff because me and Dylan do have a different approach. And I like to show people that, like, it's not all serious. It's not all stressful. You can have fun and do this stuff. Yeah, and I love that. It's fun. So, we'll see. This year might be different. Now that I got third, <laughs> I might be like, recall this conversation. Be like, get the cameras away. <laughs> I, I cannot imagine that for you. But here's something really interesting, Scott. The Monday before the game, so we have check-in Monday where they give us all of our gear. The game started on, was it Thursday? Wednesday? Monday, they actually, CrossFit themselves, pulled me aside for about a 45-minute interview. Just me and the camera talking before the games even started. And it's, oh, it's gold. Dylan was there, too. I'm talking about what changed in my season, how expectant I am that this is going to be a good games. And I got emotional like 20 times told what I changed this past year. So CrossFit has this interview of me somewhere Monday before the game started of me basically being a baby crying about like how great this year was and how thankful I am and how great this games is going to be. And then I go on to have the best games of my career. I don't know where this footage is, but they did make a point to pull me aside and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. That was after I saw you and you were uploading Emily's documentary. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so somewhere out there, there's this amazing video that I would personally love to put on my YouTube, but I don't know <laughs> who to reach so, out to. So I think what I was told is there was a third party documentary crew on site that CrossFit hired um, that are putting together some kind of documentary that's supposed to be different than what they've done in the past because they hired someone from outside. Interesting. That has not released. I've not heard anything else about it since the games. Interesting. So you think there's still hope for it? I do. My okay. guess is if it's on pace with like the other documentaries, it wouldn't come out until later in the season. Which is interesting because my thoughts were always that they did those after the podium. So you could like walk through each event, but this was Monday before. Yeah. Again, follow up after. And I just again, randomly expect a phone call. This was a crew that didn't even know about CrossFit. 
Like they brought in, like you've seen the things on Netflix with like full swing with the PGA tour. Yeah. Um, there's a formula one thing. Like it's something like that, that they brought in a complete. You're telling outsider. me Scott, I could be on Netflix. I don't, I don't know where it's planned to go. <laughs> yeah. We were just told in our media um, intro or um, orientation that there was going to be a documentary crew walking around and they were third party. Interesting. So I don't know what, I don't yeah. know what's come of that or what yeah. will come of that. Cause I, again, have heard nothing since yeah. that orientation. That makes me feel better though. It's not just lost in space. It, it, it might be used. And, and Maybe. I think that Savon filmed some of them doing the work during the behind the scenes. You just don't know that they're the third party documentary. It's just a guy asking questions. Yeah. Whereas you knew Savon, you knew Craig Ritchie, the buttery bros. Yeah. Interesting. So, That'd be cool. Yeah. So here's, here's something fun. I haven't talked about um, fun stuff. Give me a second, Blakely. Um, the open announcement with Tia. The next weekend, I'm doing a competition. Me, Dylan, my husband, and Dylan's cousin. We're called the Average Bros and a Pro. And it's a, a little local competition. And um, it's going to be so fun because it's so different for me going from Fit Fest to the games and all that. Like Dylan is working on butterfly chest bars. There's a workout that has 20 bar muscle ups in it as a team. And we've already said like, okay, we can't do bar muscle ups. Ariel, you're doing all 20 bar muscle ups. So <laughs> it'll be a very different aspect, but it's with family. So I think it'll be really fun. And I'm really hoping to get some videos of it just because like to do a partner competition with Dylan will be so fun. <laughs> that would be awesome content for your YouTube channel. Okay, I agree. And so I'm going to try and... I don't, I need help, but um, I'm going to try and just do it myself and get somebody in the crowd to film a little bit. But Anytime a husband and wife are competing together, yep. you're going to get pure gold at some point during the weekend. Yeah, I agree. And there's going to be actually, we have to max out a two rep max hang clean. And so my goal is to do the same weight as Dylan. There we'll you see go. what that is. I'll keep you updated. We might have a recap where me and Dylan can come on and tell you about it. But that's the next fun thing I have on the menu. It'll be very serious with Tia, very serious with the Open, and then we'll have some fun throwdown uh, here locally. Before I let you go, there's something I have to talk to you about that I saw in another podcast. It was, it was not with you. It was with Emma Carey. Okay. On the Mayhem Athlete podcast. Really? I don't know if you've seen it. No, so, I have not. So in that, she tells a story. And, and she's very much like trying to find her voice as, and, and more than just a voice, trying to change her mental attitude to give everything to God. Okay. Okay. And the, a lot of this podcast is about that. Like yeah. her journey to get there. Right. And, and she talks about the struggle of that. Yeah. Um, she tells the story that she had always said, like, God is first. God is first. And when she was at the Granite Games, she was going into the last event in first place. 
And you were like in third or second? We I were tied remember. for first, believe okay. it or not. You both are in the corral. And she says that that you looked at her, and I think you told me this. Um, so it, it was really cool. But she said, you said to her, you got this. Yeah, I said, go you get it. Go get it. You got this. She said that intimidated her so much that you were that nice in that moment. That's hilarious because she's very serious. And she couldn't believe that someone could be in a competition and be that, that open to like, this is God's plan to, to tell a competitor, good luck. That's hilarious. No, I didn't hear that. And it went from, she was so intimidated in that moment, but now she's striving to be like you. Oh, that's so sweet. And so I wanted to get your reaction to that because it's, it's one thing to say it, but when your actions match what you say. Right. And we've, you know, we've known each other now three years, four years now, whatever it is. And like, you've always walked the walk. And it's something that I respect about you. Thank you. And so I just wanted to get your impressions from that. Um, because I, it was really a testament to you and your faith and you walking the walk and how you impacted another person's life. That's huge to me because that's my goal in all of this. It's not to make the most money in the world or have the most Instagram followers. It's to like see people and love people. And so for her to remember not what we did on the competition floor, but a moment where I saw her, like that's huge to me because that's what I strive to do. And there's actually an amazing lady I'm in contact with from Australia who we connected at the games who like needed to be seen and loved. And I'm still in communication with her. And those are the most powerful for me because that is my goal. And that is my mission. And so to hear that is just like warms my heart more than any medal or trophy could because that's real. Sorry, I have a little dry spot in my throat all of a sudden. <laughs> it's good. It's good for the camera. <clears throat> but um, it, made, it, it just, it made me proud to know you. Thank you, Scott. Um, so I'm glad I got to share that with you. And you now know it's out there. I'm glad you did too, because I didn't know that was out there. And I know... I remember seeing them teasing it on Instagram, but I haven't watched it yet. So thank yeah, you. It's, it's towards the end of the episode, but it's, it's just pure gold. Thank you. Because I've known, I've known Emma since she was 16. Wow. So to see like two people I've known pretty well kind of collide and yeah. have this moment <clears throat> is really good. That's awesome. And she, I mean, just like that, she had her time. She shined at Wadapalooza. She killed it. So I wanted to finish, I wanted to finish with a couple things. Um, Rogue moving to Scotland. Oh my God. How much of that is a driving factor in you qualifying for Rogue this year? I'll say this. If I don't qualify, I will do the qualifier. I have no shame in working for a spot to go there. Like it was cool that it was in Texas, 
but to go to like that's just legendary and to be the first group of athletes that get to go there so whatever i have to do if i'm healthy and able to like i'll do it well and rogue takes care of travel usually for yeah, the athletes travel they take care of hotel they pay out every athlete regardless if you get first or last of course the pay varies but it's very much not as big of a financial burden as the games is yeah and what an opportunity right would you go um if i could afford it i would go right this is actually something hilarious this past year for christmas my sister got my dad a lordship so what that is in Scotland, you can buy um, like a square foot by a square foot of land and it officially makes you a lord in Scotland. So if I go, I'll try and find wherever my dad is a lordship over and like stand in a square and take a picture with it. <laughs> that is so cool. And it was so funny because all weekend when he got it, he was like, you guys might not understand this because I'm a lord now, but <laughs> I was reading this book just like... <laughs> Loved it. So to go to Scotland would be amazing, but to also like take a picture with that would be pretty funny. Would yeah. you would want to go though? Oh, I, I think like the only place in the world I want to go more than some place in America is Ireland, Scotland. Mm. So it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rogues just down the street. If I can just get them to pay for my way. <laughs> Just jump on the plane with Katie and Bill. Yeah, whatever. yeah that easy. Yeah. Well, I've awesome. kept you an hour already. I could talk to you forever, as always. But I, I respect your time, and and we'll we'll save this for another day. Love it. Love but it. I and can't last thing, season. I haven't mentioned it yet, but I actually have a new role this spring. Blakely is in soccer, and you're looking at the assistant soccer coach for her. Wow. So this is a big year. But I mean, I'll be honest, the only thing I know about soccer is I went to a soccer game in London. So I know <laughs> nothing about soccer, but I know how to act and handle five-year-olds because I have one. <laughs> so I have team to tell competition villain, assistant soccer coach. I have to tell you the story real quick. Do so it. my daughter is now 22. But right. when she first started soccer, my wife had to sit down with me like, you're not going to be that dad that's yelling from the stands and doing all the stuff. And you're not going to embarrass me at this, at these soccer matches. So we go to the, like the first match, my daughter gets put in a goalie okay. and she runs out and she covers the ball and a girl kicks her. Ooh. My wife was a third of the way out onto the field yelling at the ref that they let this girl kick my daughter. Oh no. So she and I'm was like, so I'm the one you were worried about. Yep. <laughs> After yeah. that, you'd be like, we need to have a sit down talk. <laughs> I don't want you embarrassing me. Yeah. Don't mess with mama bear by right. kicking her daughter. That, how old was she? Do you remember? <sighs> Six, seven. Okay. So like the same age almost. Yeah. Wow. That'll be fun. Crazy. So I know. So we'll, we'll see what happens out there. Sounds vicious. Yeah. 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 She got, she got on a really good team right off the bat. Like they didn't lose a match for two years. Wow. Um, but we were very lucky in that, mm -hmm. but 
yeah, it, it got aggressive at times, but well, we'll let you go. And um, I can't wait to catch up with you this season and we will see everybody next time on Clyde. So media podcast. Bye guys. Bye. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.